I'll come back. 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 Found it. We were in a uh, uh, a discount store, and they had it for like three dollars a bottle. So I bought. So I bought a bottle of it. Buying bottles is good. Well, you know, when 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 you do maintain a big bar, <clears throat> you always look for the deals that you can find for things that you might be able to use. And this was one of those cases where I was like, "Hey, caramel! I can always use something caramel flavored. I can mix it with something hazelnut flavored, and it'll be really good. Or chocolate flavored." That all sounds fine until suddenly you're talking about lubricant. Speaking of lubricant, hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be a non-pencil. Enigmatic Otaku. I am dealing with child today. Milk. Enigma, we're going to eat the child. Yeah. Ravage. I am dealing with teeth. I'm dealing with Doggo. This week we have two very special guests, and we're very, very excited to jump into week five of, of BabsCon month, because there are five weeks in a month. Get that right. We have the wonderful Daimondia Doodle, also known as Sofiana. Hi. And Fiora. He is dead. See, we, we muted her so no one could hear her. I swear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the hell was that? There were noises. Fiora is coming to us from a convention, Windy City Pony Convention, and it sounds like from a phone, no less. So we're going to. It sounds like a pay phone. (laughs) Do they still have those? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Wow. I have some in my hometown, actually. They're right on Main Street and the highway for emergency reasons. I mean, I thought I thought all they used them for was drug deals. <laughs> anyway, so I could let Priest get on with his spiel, as he should. Uh, for those who have never tuned in before, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're a community-submitted podcast where you ask for guests. We bring them on. You ask the questions. We make them miserable for two hours. Um, 100% of all proceeds that are ever, ever raised from the things that we do goes 100% to our horse-based charities. We'll get more into that later. The lovely non-pencil is going to be watching our Twitch chat for questions. Pencil, what's an example of stuff that we don't ask our guests? We're not going to be talking about religion or politics or anything like that. We, our guest isn't going to talk about it, and you're not going to talk about it. So don't do that. Don't ask our guest where she lives. Don't don't do that. Just just you know you know what not to do. Don't don't be don't be awful. You can do it. I I sort of believe in you. In addition, oh, go for it. I was gonna say the the phrase is "Don't be a dick, dick." Well, Please. but dick dicks are nice. Anyway, <laughs> dick dicks are cute. Yeah, I don't think it's. Um, From and, the littlest dick dick to the biggest dick dick. Sorry, please, please continue. <laughs> In addition, we also have um, a drinking word. If you ever hear the word con or convention today, be sure to take a nice, responsible drink. But that said, let's jump straight into this craziness. We've got one heck of a cast for you today. Um, 
Fiora's been asked these questions hundreds of times, so uh, if she's still trying to find a nice, quiet spot to be, no worries. We'll just put you under the spotlight, Sofiana. Let's oh, go. Okay. Okay. Number one, who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Who am I? Um, well, my name is Simon Diadoodle. Uh, folks call me Sofiana. If you've been to BabsCon, you've probably seen me around. Uh, what I do for the fandom is I've helped found and run, currently run this year, uh, BabsCon. And I bartend. Mostly Those bartend. are good things. Yeah. Um, how did you find yourself uh, coming to be running BabsCon? I'm sure that's what someone, a lot of people are wondering. Uh, well, there's a story there, as there is with everything that I do. Uh, in 2008, I decided I was done with conventions. Um, you understand, I've been attending conventions since I was like seven. So uh, for a really long time, since the mid-80s. <laughs> and... I was done. I'd been doing between two and four conventions a year for many years. I was a vendor. I was staffing. Um, and uh, I was done. I was not burned out on conventions per se, but I didn't feel a connection with the folks I was with. So in 2008, I said I was done. I'm doing no more conventions. Um, what's your famous last words? Uh, in 2013, after I joined the herd, I get this message on Facebook from one Sonia Lynn Hipper asking me if I'd attend a local My Little Pony Con, to which I said, uh, sure, I'm kind of surprised there isn't one already. I said, would you consider staffing one? Well, no, because I'm kind of done staffing conventions, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of swamped at the moment with a bunch of uh, performance I have to do with uh, work and with my first ever attending a convention in like four years five years i'm going to BronyCon, and they're all within like two weeks so please contact me after BronyCon, and and we'll talk and the day after BronyCon, like the monday she started badgering me to, to you know will you staff i could use your help what do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a bookkeeper. Oh, we need somebody to handle the books. Would you, can you come on board and help us? And I agreed. And uh, I agreed to come on board as a bookkeeper. And then the very first in-person meeting, she introduces me as the head of business, which anyone who's ever done a convention knows the head of business and the bookkeeper, it's not the same job. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, come to find out that I was the third person who ever agreed to work for the con. Uh, so yeah, I was basically one of the founders and I, I, I was the person who made sure that we had a second year. Um, cause there was, there were some times. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you could go on and on about the different stresses and, and, and different dramas that have happened with the con, but we're not here to ask you about those things. Instead, how did you get into the fandom? The drama's dumb. Yeah, drama is dumb. Uh, and the little thing was like five drinks, in case anyone's counting. Uh, <laughs> how did I get into the fandom? Well, uh, I, I started dating this guy in 2010. And late 2010. And in 2012, early 20, January 2012, we'd been, because we live about, 2,000 miles apart. So it's a long-distance relationship that uh, we, we never really wanted. 
And one of the ways we were bonding at the time was we were sharing our favorite movies and television shows. And we do a movie night or we do a movie night and then a television night. And some shows we still watch, some shows we don't. And he comes to me one Monday or Sunday, I think it was, and says, uh, hey, hon, I, I have a show for you. I know you don't really do anime and you don't do animation, but you should really watch it. I think it'd be a perfect show for you. Um, and don't get angry. It's My Little Pony. I understand. I grew up in the 80s. I remember the Gen 1. And and my response was, hell no, I'm not touching that with a 20-foot pole because a 10-foot pole isn't long enough. Mm -hmm. I hated the original, was not a fan of the original, was not a fan of any iteration since, and I have seen the, the iterations in between. I didn't watch them religiously. I'm not touching it with a 20-foot pole. Well, that's fine. Here, watch this documentary that this, this high school student did on trying to figure out why the series was so popular. I said, watched it. By the end of the little half-an-hour spiel the guy had done, uh, over his research, he'd become a fan of the show. And I was like, that's fine. That's wonderful. That's great for him. I'm not still not touching it with a 20-foot pole. <laughs> and this went on for, man, had to be a month, because I think it was February or March. It was the end of season two. Um, he says, fine, I understand. You're really opposed to this, but I'll make you a bet. I bet you, you can't watch the first six episodes of the show and still hate it. Ooh, that's quite a challenge. <laughs> and if you still do hate it, I'll never suggest you watch anything ever again. Okay, I'll take that bet. So I went in to the first six episodes just like dead set at hating it. And of course, obviously, uh, that did not happen, and I lost that bet. So here I am, uh, like five years down the line. Um, and every once in a while it comes up, you know, the boyfriend says, uh, says, yeah, I'm not a fan of the show anymore, but, um, what have I created? So <laughs> there you go. That's how I got into the fandom. I lost a bet, basically. Well, you know, did you really lose though? Did you really? You know, my life would be very different, uh, if I hadn't joined the herd. Uh, there'd be a lot of people I would have probably never met. I wouldn't be here. Hi, is this working now? Yay! Yay. Can't hear you, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then... I mean, um, I'm a, I, I, I assume I'm one of the people you would bet. No. Yeah, that, you are, you, yeah I, I've never met you. I don't know who you are at all. No. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, you are one of the folks that I met. So then, um, moving on to the next question, Sophia, um, what is your favorite part of the fandom? The online community, fanfics, oh, the cons is probably a little bit of a biased answer, but, uh, you know, the music, what, what keeps you here? Well, that's a weird thing, because it's, it's none of those things, and it's all of those things. Because, uh, like I said before, I said at the, I think we were talking um, previously about that I've been doing conventions forever, and I've never 
been a part of a community that has been so inspiring in the sense of just the, the community being the community being what it is. I don't I hesitate to use the word fandom because it's more like a community in many cases. Um, I think you mean it's more like a cult. It wow. can be. It can be. There are those who, who believe in the, the almighty Celestia. Um, and, and if you don't, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> but Praise no. Me. Praise be. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the show. All non-believers to the gallows. <laughs> Let our guests speak. Um, the, the show has inspired so many changes in so many people. And it has inspired so much good in the world in the sense of actions that folks have taken <clears throat> that I feel that I have a, a kind of a responsibility to preserve, protect, and promote uh, this very special community and this very special fandom and this very special show. And that's what kind of keeps me here, one of the many things that keeps me here. But I think that, that sums it up best for me. I'm a crusader. I have found my cause. <laughs> All right. Um, the next thing that I will ask is um, if there's one thing that you could say to all the followers or fans of BabsCon, everyone who keeps coming regularly uh, to the convention and supporting it, giving to the charity auction, things like that, if there's one thing you could say to them, what would it be? Thank you. Um, I mean, we wouldn't be here without you guys. I absolutely love every single one of you. And I wish I had more time to spend with every single one of you. Uh, so thank you for coming to my, my little pony convention that we didn't think would have more than 700 attendees our first year. So, and oh, did it. Yeah, yeah, we ended up with 2,300 uh, 2, attendees that first year. We, we did not expect more than 700. Pre-reg alone was 14, 1,400. That's that's a lot of people. It was kind of surprising. We did not expect it. And then last but not least, before we throw both of you to the wolves, and it's time for Fiora to definitely not only chime in, but judge heavily. Sofiana, who is best pony? I mean, I have two that I think are best pony for different reasons. Oh, um, that's just cheating. No, because one of them's kind of controversial. Um, your I'm a huge Rainbow Dash fan. Uh, when I first joined the herd, I personally was a risk taker and and very much more of a um, daredevil type. I did. I was a rock climber. I did fight choreography. Um, in fact, I was seriously injured doing something climbing related that was stupid. Uh, much like Rainbow Dash, I could do that. Let me try it. Uh, but I think Starlight Glimmer's redemption arc <clears throat> over season, I'm going to say six. Yeah, six. Um, actually really connected. I connected very much with her, her whole arc about how she was trying to be a better person and her struggles at being a better, better pony, um, over the course of that season. So those are my two, two choices for best pony. And hey, Fee, say hi to your army. Hi, army. Um, I 
the bunch of Slaneshi bastards. How's Windy City so far? Um, I guess hectic is the word for it. I got here, and the first thing they did was they didn't let me go to the vendor hall. They didn't let me go to my room. The head of hospitality comes up to me and goes, I need you to go check our bar and give me a list of things we need. Mm-hmm. Useful. Well, you, you did. You were the person responsible for helping create that bar. I I paid most of the money to create it, yes. So now they've gone to get the things they need. And uh, then uh, I didn't even get to set up my table last night. And now today, um, today you are killed. Day you are so. <laughs> okay, priest. All right. Then let's jump into the thread. We've got all sorts of questions out there, and we're going to start right at the beginning with Terry the Human, who somehow comes in and snipes the thread every single week. Uh, number one, uh, do you read a lot of fan fiction by chance? Uh, I read some. Okay. Uh, a lot of his questions tend to be fanfiction-based, which is why I ask. So what would your top two stories in the fandom be? Hmm. I have to say, um... Letters from an Irritated Princess is high oh, up God, there. Yes. <laughs> uh, just because I, I could... I, what I know of Celestia, I could just imagine her being snarky in her responses. I really could. I, and, and every single one of those I'd read in Nicole Oliver's wonderful voice. Uh, so that would be one. And probably the original Fallout Equestria story, which kind of yeah. set off what set off this whole kind of sub-fandom, sub-genre of Fallout Equestria, of post-apocalyptic pony. All right. Then the next one is, uh, what is your least favorite fan fiction story you've read? I'm not a fan of the grimdark stuff, like the like cupcakes, or um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. There's a whole string of those along the same lines of cupcakes uh, for each of them. Um, Rainbow, Factory. Little... Rainbow Factory was another one. Uh, I'm just not a fan of that. Like, that doesn't resonate with me i mean there's enough violence and and that kind of depravity in the news that i don't mm. really need to see it in my fanfics i feel that so so I'm, I'm i'm gonna be the opposite here um i actually don't like my little dashy by uh, rob caker 53 the guy we occasionally hang out with no the story said by Rob Cake 53. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I kind of feel like it was just engineered for maximum sadness, and by reading it, I'm just like, okay, like this does appeal to me on an emotional level, but on a psychological level, I'm going, did someone just engineer a story just to make me cry? No, honestly, Rob just is a feely-feelsy guy, genuinely. Like, I know he genuinely is. I've met him in person. I've been to dinner with him, but every time, but every time I go to read the story, I go, "This just, I don't know what to do with this." <laughs> he he As, once to, he once told us that he wrote it while sitting on the toilet. And I don't know if he's serious or not. I don't think he is. I think he's partially serious. Well, he's on the toilet a lot, so that's why I think he's partially serious. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, we'll jump into the next question then. Uh, what would your two favorite ships be? Oh, uh, it's got to be my two favorite ships, uh, or my favorite ship, actually. It's just a single favorite Well, ship. Uh, your favorite ship. NFT's favorite ship. Uh, yeah. I'd have to say, I'd have to say, say uh, uh, Starlight and Trixie is probably my favorite one. Wow, something we agree on. We Holy agree God. on more than we we agree on an awful lot more than that. But that, as far as ponies go, we we typically don't always agree. You groomed me for the you, you you groomed me for the current position I'm in at Babscon. I hope we agree on more than that. But yeah, like 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 the full the the, the full on just they're basically lesbians, and we know it. Ship is awesome. I mean. I, I like to think that Trixie t- sometimes, you know, bunks with Starlight just so she doesn't sleep in the caravan. I mean, there's no better way to stay warm at night. Just take your plugs if they snore. Yes, <laughs> always take your plugs in case they snore. <laughs> Number four. Uh, what would your least favorite ship be? Uh, let's go Fiora this time. Shining Armor and Cadence. Wow. <laughs> What do you have against a loving marriage? Just, 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 it's a loving marriage. That's wonderful. Where do these two characters come from and why do they exist? And why didn't we hear about them before that point? She has a point. They were literally designed to be married to each other. (laughs) They were made for each other. Next you're going to say they just had a child just to make toys. Next you're going to say they didn't. I mean, I actually have to kind of agree with Fee on this one for very similar reasons. That the, they they granted, I, I kind of accept them as a couple because people get married for all kinds of stupid reasons and not so stupid reasons. Um, but we we have absolutely no history of the two characters at all. We don't see any of that history um, beyond Twilight's relationship with Cadence. We don't really see, and and up until that episode, we don't even know that Twilight has a brother. You know, for all we know, Shining was originally gay, but but uh, but Cadence used her mad her love magic to forcibly <laughs> make him straight so she could marry him. And we know that she can do that stuff. That like her magic is the only magic that can create love between two ponies because exactly. it's something it's something that is mentioned in the episode. Exactly. So, so, for all we know, his backstory, he was uh, looking at dudes. So that explains all the bottom porn of Shining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it does. yes, yes, it does. <laughs> all right. Um, is Flurry Heart the world's firstborn alicorn, or do you think that others have been born into alicornianism? Well, here's an interesting thing. We know that the ponies came to Equestria from another land. That's made very clearly apparent in several episodes of the show. We don't know what that land had. So I'd have to say no. If it's happened once, um, it's probably happened before, if that makes any sense. Like, if it's happened with, with Plurryheart then it's probably happened previously because things don't just happen out of the blue. There's usually some kind of preceding event or preceding 
a case study. Oh, that makes sense. Someone forgot to wrap it at least once. So, so, yeah. so I just want to point out that when Cadence is full sitting Twilight, she's still an alicorn. Yes, that's yeah, correct. She was does the princess of babysitting. Else, does anybody else find it weird that Cadence is an alicorn and she's like in that stage between Philly and adult? Uh, so actually, like Hasbro made a whole book about this. It's true. I want to call it the Telltale Heart, but I know that's definitely not <laughs> it. But it's, I really it's... want to write a like horrible, horrible Cadence thing called the Telltale Heart now. What the Please spell do. that she? The spell that she uses to keep shining straight is underneath the floorboards. I mean, no, the baby. No, 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 no. We should write that. We should write. That. I we should to. write about the magical. We should write about the magical item that Cadence uses to keep shining straight. <laughs> that's that's something totally different. That's all of you. It's like heart shaped. I'll collab on that. And, and so, shining, shining walks into the room and is like, "What's that noise?" And so a thousand ship, uh, a thousand fix were written. I was going to say ship fix were written, but this will be fixed. I mean, these are uh, it's fixed. still shipping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got another question now. Um, I, I know Fiora is immediately going to have an opinion on this one. But Sophion, what do you think? Uh, what is the better story, cupcakes or My Little Dashy? Uh, honestly, if I have to choose between the two, uh, I'd probably go with the better one being My Little Dashy because cupcakes just does not appeal to. me. Very, very fair. You know, I feel like there there should be a sequel to that where Derpy is the one who's killing people and the story is called Muffins. There, That exists. But what were you saying, Fee? Uh, I, I have to go with Cupcakes because we all know there's a reality where Pinkie Pie got bored, went out of her mind, and murdered everyone. Actually, there's a video of that called Smile HD. <laughs> yes. I've seen it. It's a good video. In my opinion. I love uh, it so much. I love anim- it so much. The animation is well done, but yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> the music's great, and the animation is flawless. Like, it's so good. All right, next question. It's scary. Would Celestia be if you flipped her off? If I flipped her off? Yes. I don't know. I, I, I have no fear. Uh, so. I, I might be a little intimidated by her, but I would not be scared of her. I, I flip a lot of people off, so. Oh, you, you think you could take on Celestia like fighting a swan where you just grab it by the neck? No, I strongly suspect that, that I would have a disapproving look from her more than anything else. Because I, I we see in the show that she's very restrained in how she uses her power. So I wouldn't be so, too worried about so. it. There's this comic where Yakistan actually goes to war with Equestria, and it, the, the only frame of the war is just Celestia having created a nuclear crater where Yak Yakistan used to be. Didn't they animate that? I, can I don't know if they animated that. the comic or not, but I'm kind of of the opinion that that's what would happen. Yeah, but not for someone flipping her off. If you threaten her subjects, then yeah, yes, you would be nuked, but uh, potentially. Or she'd sick t- uh, Twilight on you. Give me the idea that she has Twilight on a leash, like literally. What makes you oh. think she doesn't? I mean, you know, she was 
Celestia's personal student for how long? Oh, is that what they're calling it these days? Oh, um, before we go any further, Ravage, I got the thing. It's on canvas. <laughs> nice. Yay. You'll, you'll all find out what the thing is next week. Or two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, you'll all find out what the thing is. <laughs> I'm scared! Should I bring, like, a video camera? Yes. Okay, I will do my best to find a really nice camera to bring. <laughs> I'm scared. Now then, instead of me being scared, how do you guys like bat ponies? Love them. Uh, yeah, I, I love the design. I like the I, the concept of them. Uh, I think uh, the world needs more bat ponies. Somewhere, there's a Golden Gates bat pony out there. Someone did artwork of a Golden Gates bat pony. So, I... I didn't exactly like them until, like, I saw these animations this guy was doing where he was basically, like, making the bat pony in real life. Oh, and you. then the bat pony proceeded to trash his house to get a mango. And yeah, yeah. Out. I saw that. He's just, like, under, he's on the floor with a chair on top of him. I just saw that last night, actually. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of see why you like bat ponies now. How much, right. would it, how much would it hurt if they bit you, though? Because they do have the fangs. I mean, so yeah, I, like, I would like to think it would it would be like a dog that accidentally nips you a little too hard, and then they back off, and they feel really bad. Or or a cat that bites you and just doesn't care, but doesn't can't pierce your skin really well. I could see that. All right, now for number nine, who is best princess? I support, I'm a supporter of Celestia, so I'm kind of biased. Um, the Lunar Republic will not bow? Uh, yeah, see. Uh, <laughs> this, this is how Civil War start, you guys. As a matter of fact, it is exactly how Civil War did start. Yeah, it, actually, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we... I, only, I only have a Lunar Republic flag draped over my window in my room. It wasn't so much a civil war between those two, more as a sisterly hissy fit. Ah, my favorite Marvel film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you could get Civ Five to allow you to play custom factions uh, online, well, online. Oh, online, against, yeah. Uh, against other players, people do it online. They just have to make their own. Actually, server. actually. You can install Equestria at War as a free mod from the Steam Workshop on Hearts of Iron 4. And you can create the Lunar, and you can have Equestria split into the Lunar Republic and the, uh, the, the, the Celestial Dawn. And you basically have Luna fighting, uh, not Celestia, uh, uh, Dawnbreaker. Jesus Christ. That would be kind of fun to do, actually. So, Endless Night or Endless Summer. Yeah, well, Nightmare Moon versus Daybreaker, who wins, right? Basically, yes. And you want to know who wins? It turns out Stall Stallion Grad invading you wins. <laughs> I think the point is that they have to keep fighting for forever. I think I watched this season of Avatar. Anyway, uh, number 10. What do you... This, this is where it gets strange... What do you think of this train engine? 
Uh, I was actually looking at that train engine earlier today because I, I kind of pre-read some of the questions. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the largest train engine I've ever seen, but it's certainly a pretty pre impressive engine. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Where is its human face? It, it's got to yeah. be on the front. It's a cyclops. It's only got one eye. Um, um, where is its human face and what does its voice sound like? Uh, and it, uh, I can tell it's a steam engine, so it's obviously a good engine. It's not a diesel engine, so it's not a dick. It'll probably just be like, wait, wait. I've never <laughs> seen the show. Diesel engines are the villains. It's not important to make the next question. I've been on that train. Anyway, number two from uh, number one from Mugany. <clears throat> Come on! How is it? Um, so I got on a plane yesterday to come to a crazy pony convention, and then yes, Charlie put me on main stage. I need alcohol now. Well, the word was con, or convention. Oh my god, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that! Oh, that's smart. I was just thinking Star Trek. Oh, okay. And the next uh, questions are from a non-pencil. Pencil, you want to read your questions? Okay. Question one. Farrah, why are you so cool and pretty? I would ask why you're high and what shrooms you got to create that disillusion. Can I steal your skin and wear it as a mask? Only if you go home to my family for Christmas and pretend to be me until they challenge you. Okay. She could pull it off. She did it once to me. Next question is from Short Skirts and Explosions. Let's get philosophical. What doth life, Sofiana? What doth life? Life doth be the question and the answer both. It is, inf it is infinite in complexity. And for those who must ask the real question, the answer is simple. Wherever you go, there you are. Man, that hit me. That hit me on a personal level. <laughs> hey, what do you think, Pete? Oh, go on. Go on sorry. Can't go wrong with Buckaroo Banzai. No. What do you think, Fee? What tough life? Um, I need to call Sega Man in here to help me. Sega Man? Yes, Sega Man. What, you mean Sega Tassinshiro? <laughs> yes! I don't get this reference, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> going to run down Jet. Sofiana, you've got seven questions all to yourself. So number one, uh, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy? But it's just so good. Ah, I'm going to have to say nachos, like fully loaded nachos with sour cream and guac and just just the right amount of pico de gallo and just loaded with cheese. That's got to be my favorite snack food, my comfort food for even when I'm really sick. 
So that's that's got to be. Ooh. And nachos and nachos can't be baked in an oven. I'm sorry. What? They have to be microwaved. I don't what? understand. You have to microwave them to melt the cheese. I but don't know what it what? is. I don't know what it is. But when you have a cheddar cheese, like a sharp cheddar cheese, and you microwave it, it melts differently than if you put it in the oven. But why are you I, using sharp cheddar for nachos? Because I like sharp cheddar. But okay. That that sounds like college nachos to me, where you it just is college oh, nachos. You just open Tostitos, put cheese on top, throw in microwave, eat your sadness. <laughs> well, and then you top it with the proper amount of sour cream and guac and the right salsa and pico de gallo and oh, olives and jalapenos and everything else afterward. But so it's so it's grad school nachos. Yeah, it's more like grad school nachos. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am a college student. What? <laughs> Number three, why is bagged milk the best milk? Uh, we skipped the biggest fear. We did. I did. I messed up. Number two, what is the <laughs> biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Um, I'm going to think about this for a second. I do have so I do have some weird ones. Uh, I get stage fright, and yet I get up on stage in front of like a thousand people. So that's kind of weird to me. Uh, I love heights. So that doesn't really qualify. I hate flying over. I'm terrified of flying over open water. I, I don't know what it is, but if I'm on, on a plane that's flying over open water, I, I it terrifies me. It is the only thing, one of the few things about flying that actually scares me. Nothing else does. Um, but that that truly, and I don't know what it is. I just don't know where it comes from. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, number three, why is bagged milk the best milk? Um, because it's less of an impact. Like, you're not dealing with a wax container, and you can potentially, like, recycle or melt down the plastic or whatever in order to can, deal with it. You can recycle a jug, too, and paper. Yeah, yeah too. True. Well, yeah, but those waxed containers are really bad on, are really hard on the environment. Um, oh. All right, all right. Number four, what is your one annoying habit? So something that other people do that just drives you up the wall or something you do that just drives other people insane? Uh, I'd have to probably say it's the same thing. I, I tend to do, well, actually, kind of explanations, and it's a bad habit. And, I, I, yeah, that's probably my most – that's the most annoying habit that I'm aware of. Well, actually, people only do that if you're wrong. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I do it too, which is like, and I know it's annoying, so I try not to do it. But. The next question that we've got for you, what's the theme song for your sex life? Um, <laughs> Born to be wild, probably. Woo! That's intense. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, number six, do you watch anime? I do, actually, yes. What are some of your favorites? Oh, um, well, recently we've been watching, uh, I'm going to name quite a, a couple. Uh, I prefer, I like the old original Bubblegum Crisis series. Oh, yes, um, those are good. Those are amazing. I'm a fan of Trigun. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, Cowboy Bebop, which is getting apparently a live-action series. 
Can we hang uh, out? <laughs> um, but I'm also a fan of My Hero Academia, which just has been one of the more interesting uh, recent anime series that has been out. Um, and the the Netflix Voltron series was also really good, but I don't know if that entirely qualifies as true anime because it was done by a U.S. group. But uh, but I've never heard of of Dura Ra Ra. So oh, Dura Ra Ra. Oh, you don't like it. Dura Ra I'd be confused with Bubble 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 Bubble. So I don't. <laughs> so so I don't. I don't get my bonus points, unfortunately. It's well, pretty good. And last but not least, um, before we... Oh, sorry, Rav, go ahead. Uh, if you like uh, more serious things like Cowboy Bebop, mix in with a little bit of The Strange, you'll like uh, Durarara. Okay. Well, I'll add it to my list of things I need to watch in my copious spare time. <laughs> <laughs> the next question, before we go to the Fiora exclusive questions, uh, number seven, how big is your porn stash? Um, at least a terabyte, but Whoa. it's not. But it's not on an active computer. Oh, so you got it's, a porn server? I have a porn hard drive somewhere. Yeah. Um, oh. I understand. I was in the furry fandom for almost twenty years, so you kind of and and I was an artist for a significant portion of that. So. You, you kind of collect a lot of nudes and porn in order to draw artwork, but you also collect a lot of artwork. So I, I have a pretty personal level. Yeah, I, I, I have a substantially large collection of stuff that has not been plugged into a computer in five or six years. So um, I'd still agree that I go to your house and destroy everything that even remotely looks like a hard drive, right? Like when you die. I, I mean, yeah, you'd have to find them all. Which, you know, okay. they're packed. I just burned the whole place down. Is that good enough? Well, we already determined that if, if there was a fire in my apartment, that was it. Nothing was getting out. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough alcohol in my apartment between the brewing and the uh, maintaining the bar for BabsCon that uh, if there was a fire in my apartment, alcohol burns really well. Not much is getting out of my apartment. Well then, uh, the last four questions from uh, Rundown Jet are all for you, Fiora. I know we were gone away for a while from you, but these four questions are all new and we've never seen them before. So let's get excited. Let's, let's, I'm rock hard for this. Number one, if you had to be shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what two items would you want to have with you? Um, two items I can have with me. Uh, can I get a satellite Wi-Fi and, uh, and a generator? Well, what would the generator run? I don't know. I'd probably burn palm leaves. A palm leaf generator for electricity. Perfect. And then you can write in the sand. Well, you know, they have those little engines with propellers. You can stick them under the water, and they run off the waves going back and forth. Oh, okay, wow. Okay, let, let's just be clear. I'm terrified of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want Wi-Fi or, you know? That's fair. 
That's fair. <laughs> will, will your fear of the ocean stop you from that sweet nudes? <laughs> <sighs> Number two. Congratulations. You've now won an ostrich. You can't give it away or sell it because of reasons and such. What will you do with the ostrich? Um, I want an ostrich. I will have the biggest bird leg of all time on the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> what will you do with the rest of the ostrich? Oh, there are things you can do with the rest of the ostrich. Whoa! You can... You could cook almost every part of an ostrich, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There, are, there are other things you could do with an ostrich, which coming for the person who just confessed to having a terabyte of furry porn. <laughs> That's totally the way I took it. Yeah, as talking. you as anyone sane might take it. I, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely was thinking of like weird things you could do with a cloaca. Let's be clear. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh, I kind of oh, want to bring. I kind of want to bring you like a small cake that says, "Oh, there's a lot of things you can do with an ostrich." <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go to the tired pony party at Babscott, <laughs> and everyone would be like, "What? What? What? Why is this a question?" <laughs> Number three. What would be the song that best describes your worth work ethic, Fee? Oh boy. Um Hello Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I'm a workaholic, so basically my work is my darkness now. I was thinking it was that Can't Stop, Won't Stop song, but that works too. Number four, uh, you've just been handed a button that will give you $500,000 every time you press it. Cool, right? There's a catch. Each time the button is triggered, a random member of the bar cast will be transformed into a house cat and appear inside your home. Knowing this is a one in six chance for Enigma, <laughs> will you press the button? Please don't be Enigma. Please don't be Enigma. Please. <laughs> I, I, I will shit in your slippers. <laughs> Actually, no, the truth of the matter would be please don't be ravaged. Please don't be ravaged. Beep. Crap. I need a new artist. I would, pro I would be the cat that, like, always hounds you for food. Like, always. That's why we get the industrial kitty dispenser that just holds, like, three gallons of food. <laughs> By the time I'm done, you're going to be, oh, Lordy, be a coming. <laughs> All right, guys, we're at one of our favorite portions of the cast. These are the how does it make you feel questions. So we're going to post these for you behind the counter here. What do you think and how does this make you feel? Oh, my God. Is, what, is that a Vienna sausage? Anyway. I thought hey, would you like some sausage? I thought it was a cigar for a second, but the sausage makes more sense. Um, I don't know. It's artwork. It's interestingly symbolic. Yeah, could be, could be a, could be a flashlight. Ah, oh, it's not loading for me. 
Uh, I'm not, I, you know, I, I think it's it's one of these modern art things where it's greatly up to the interpretation as, as far as how it makes me feel. Uh, I, I don't know. Double-ended flashlight. Ah, I don't know. It's kind of strange. I mean, it makes me feel like someone wanted one of those all-the-way-through type of flashlight experiences. Yeah, I could see that. It's awful small for an all-the-way-through flashlight experience. It, it looks like a small pony found somebody's flashlight. No, 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 no. You misunderstood what I meant by all-the-way-through. I meant, like, uh, like cock kebab. Yeah, no, I totally get it. But, like, it's so small. Like, I would only imagine it'd be like, yeah, okay, you did a good job. Like, golf clap. <laughs> It makes it makes me. Do you guys remember that old YouTube video of ponies sliding into boxes? Well, this is a pony sliding into sliding into a, a flashlight. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it now. <laughs> that just makes me go, huh? Um, I find one new fetish every day. I stare at it blankly sometimes. <laughs> this is for those moments. Well, I mean, you—that's your your academic degree is kind of in, so. All right. Now here's our next next picture. Yeah. See, I, when I see this, I think of uh, I I think of the Marx Brothers. I don't know why. It makes me like want to see a Marx Brothers film. The Marx Brothers. I mean, I mean that's I Nigel think... Thornberry, right? Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, okay. Like, that just like that just like that kind of. That kind of look just makes me go, huh, that's like something you would see from either Monty Python or the Marx Brothers. And I don't know why. I just imagine this creature going, smashing, Scootaloo. Smashing. I see this, and I like want to throw my hand down on the table angrily and go, where's my Steve Irwin pony? Right? Oh, oh right. We need a Steve Irwin pony. I think there is one, actually. Like we need a we we need a Steve Irwin pony so I can ponify my my holy trinity of wholesomeness because then I would have a I would have a Mister Rogers a Steve Irwin and a Bob Ross pony. The trinity of holiness. Boom! Oh no, I messed it up. What happened? Boom! There we go. I did it. Okay, now then. <laughs> He's drop kicking that gator. Yeah. Oh, I really hate it when you drop kick him like this. Though, I love how you said gator and not croc. You know, the fact that the that the birthday and date of death is in the bottom left makes me think that this is the image where he died. Oh no! No, that's stingray. Yeah, I know. But we're getting a ray from the point. Hey, Doodle, what would you say to a Steve Irwin themed convention? Actually, I'd probably attend it. Priest, I'm ashamed of you. Just wanted to put that out there. Please continue. Yay! Now then, it's time for questions with Violon. Pencil, if you will. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. It's time for questions with Violon! Hey, how are you today? Hired. And that concludes questions of Violon. 
I need an adult, and none of you count. <laughs> I, yeah, I I'm am an adult! I'm an enabler, so I really don't count. <laughs> uh, diluted Acorn is next. Bleh! Bleh? Bleh, bleh, bleh. bleh. Hold on. No, it's not blat. Blat? It's not? Yes. <laughs> it's not. Acorn asked me to say this, actually. Oh. Blat. Blat. Russian, it means bitch. <laughs> oh. Good. Rush me? <laughs> Great. Good. <laughs> Now then. Oh, okay. Now we're going to Ryza, our favorite little Torchic. Number one. How big is Feastick in Horsecocks? Having not seen Feastick, I can't answer this one. Her metaphorical oh, dick, though, which you have seen. I have seen her metaphorical dick, and she's yes. got a, ba- a pair of steelies on there, and, and definitely it's, it's pretty sizable. Uh, I'd have I'd have to say at least one, po- possibly two, uh, horse cocks. <laughs> you trying to make me a tripod or something? I thought you said wheelies, and so I imagined like this 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 huge horse cock just like roller skating down a fucking sidewalk. Babs, uh, you know, you know, no, 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 no. It's it's like a cannon, but it's a big horse. <laughs> Rolling around at the speed of sound. I I, I got this image of of literally walking around with a wheelbarrow, and instead of it being full of balls, it's just full of a horse cock that's coiled because it's not erect at the moment. (laughs) This this sounds like a BabsCon late night party. Ah. No, this is this sounds like Fee and and, and Doodle just like <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> we have only begun our shit posts. Oh man! Oh 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 oh! Story time! Story time! So, story time! The the tables here don't have those don't have those nice long um, tablecloths. They have little short ones, so you can see under the table pretty easily. I put the dockies I have under the table lined up, not realizing what I was doing, until somebody walked by, looked at my table, and then they looked down and they screamed. (laughs) All of the docky faces are in such a position that if you're standing three to seven feet away from the table and you look down, they're all staring at you. (laughs) This is my fetish. Well, someone can laugh. I mean, holy shit, that sounds like something I would do intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Laughter is for winners. All right, and then uh, the next question is, why the collars? Because um, um, rings, are an- r- rings are annoying, especially when you're trying to type, and um, I don't, I don't like wearing stuff on my hands because... It just makes me scratch an inch at my hands. And also, like, putting something around someone's neck is much more symbolic and harder to, to, to downplay when they go out to, like, a bar or, or go out to a strip club. I mean, I can't argue with that. 
I personally just think that collars are a great style choice, but you know, then again, I live in near San Francisco, so see, like I, I, I'm out in the Midwest, and I think collars and chokers are just like, oh god, super sexy. They are, but they're also a great style choice. Yeah. All right, and then one more question before we jump into our halfway point. Um, these are the tough questions. We have a good old fuck, Mary, have as a child. What the hell? Okay. Uh, and, and, and I see the names there. So we have, okay. we have Ravage, Milk, and Enigma. Uh, I'm going to have to say reverse the two. So, like, fuck would be Milk. Mary would probably be Ravage because I like creative artist types. And, and Enigma is just – it just has to be somebody's child. I'm sorry. But he's already someone's child. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I, I can't really see him as anything else, so – Fair. Okay, Milk, I would marry just so we're still having technically a gay-ass relationship. <laughs> uh, uh, Ravage, I mean, I mean, the, the, the piercings get me, man. I'm, I'm just letting you know piercings are a thing, so, uh, so uh, <laughs> panties are off. Um, and I'm sorry, Enigma is just a, just a big kid anyway, right? We just pretend that he's able to drink, right? <laughs> He's fun they, drunk, they, 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 put, they put my booze in a sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I, now, now I have to buy a sippy. She's Go buying ahead. a sippy cup of Babscon, and I am mixing your booze and putting it into the sippy cup. That's there you so go. great! There you go. And we'll, get, we'll, we'll see if we can get it with the Babscon logo on it. <laughs> Babscon approved. We'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we've hit about halfway through the cast. So that said, we're going to quickly, quickly, quickly do a short roll ad. Hey, Pencil. Ah. Did you know things? Ah. Well, I know things. And one of the things I know I need to tell you is about the Barcast Horse Rescue. Uh. Did you know that when you contribute to the Barcast Patreon or buy Barcast merch that you're actually contributing money to a horse rescue charity? We <laughs> we take care of a horse out in Red Wings Horse Sanctuary in California named Little Bit. You guys voted for him and now every single dollar sent that we make off of videos, off of the different Barcast mugs and t-shirts that you guys buy, will go to the horses for their hoofacures and, and drugs and stuff. So please let us buy drugs for horses. Isn't that right, Pencil? <coughs> and just remember, if you want to check out the links where you can donate to this, you can go to www.thebarcast.net or Pencil, what's that other link? That's right. Um, we did, did it. When did Pencil become a Cthulhu monster? When was I not? Truth. <laughs> I mean, she did, she did put a tentacle in me one time. I did, it's true. But you liked it! 
<laughs> I, I mean, she just put it in me, and then she leaned into my ear and said, Enigma, I put a tentacle in you. How does this make you feel? This is lewd. Too lewd. Let's go to the next question. True lewd. I feel like this should be a fan fiction now. Enigma <laughs> takes a tentacle. I would write I'll, that fan fiction. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that I swallowed that tentacle, all right? He swallowed the anime rape monster. Nice. Eating calamari doesn't count as swallowing the tentacle. <laughs> it sounds so, like the Japanese version of eating the worm. It, <laughs> I, oh, huh. Actually, yeah, I don't know. That checks out. Dos gazanos. Two worms. Number four. How many questions is too many questions? Uh, there's never enough questions. When the police officer decides you're the number one suspect and arrests you. Oh, shit. Duh, <laughs> even then, because then I have a story to tell. Oh, story time. Oh. I, no, no, I have a story. I have a story from today. Uh, oh, God. The... Some, so, so Charlie, of course, talks to, talks to the police to run a convention. Because he knows someone's going to do something stupid. Someone called it a bomb threat, so they've had a canine walking around the con. The artists and the vendor hall got together. And so now there's a pony. So, so we made a ponified canine unit. And then we made an equestrian ponyville badge and laminated it for the dog. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So, so, so the police officer and dog are now Ponyville's first canine unit. That's so great. Uh, so, Fiona, he said you had a story. No, I said, uh, I said uh, I would happily ask questions until I'm arrested because then I'll have a story. Oh, fair enough. I didn't understand. My bad. Um, then. For both of you, uh, what are your top two each favorite headcanons for the show? Ooh. Well, one of them obviously is 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 the uh, Trixie uh, Starlight relationship. Um, I'm not sure what my other one would be. <clears throat> I think Pinky is an Eldritch. Being is probably a good second one. You're dinky. Because I heard dinky. Pinky. Uh, pinky. You mean pinky pie? Yeah, Pinkie Pie. As an Eldridge horror, I think would be my second one. Because it, uh, it makes too much sense. That vinyl's actually a mute, and um, that Gilda is Rainbow Dash's ex girlfriend. Ooh, I like those, too. Those are good, too. I feel like that beak would give her an advantage. In the bed. I see what you're saying. Now then, the next question. Uh, What do you think of Equestria Girls? I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Equestria Girls. Um, the first one, I saw its place within the overall story of Twilight, which kind of changes how you look at it when you think of it as part of an extension of Twilight's journey. Um, the second one was really good. 
but the others have been kind of very uneven in quality. So I kind of have an uneven. I'll watch them. I think it's an interesting concept, but uh, I, I think they they need to up their writing game and their timing a little bit better for their <laughs> visual jokes. No offense. None at all. Um, sunset is not a pony. Not anymore. No, period. She could know. be. She she just pretended really well for a little bit. So is that how it works? If you decide you want to be a human, you just grab your your equestrian citizenship card and just burn it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to sit here behind a table that says "Sunset is not a pony." Prove me wrong. You just sip coffee. All right, no, then let's go to Sunbro for Life, who starts out by asking you guys, what's your most recent favorite video game? I'll let Fee answer this one first. And then there's probably a person in chat that thinks I'm going to answer XCOM, and I'm going to look over at them and go, no, that is the worst love-hate relationship I've ever had. Um, I'm definitely going to have to go with Hitman 2 because the ability to run around an entire level and murder everyone with a two-tree too. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's stealth if they can't... There's no one left to, to see you, right? Okay, I'm going to put this this way. Apparently, I'm not stealthy because my fiancé has stated the following. Fiora, you are as subtle as a nuclear warhead in Nagasaki. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that actually is pretty accurate. Do you have props to your fiance for that one? <clears throat> oh, my favorite recent game. I play. I don't play as many games as I used to. I've been actually revisiting Warframe lately. Um, oh, you too. Yeah, yeah. I run Clan Space Pony, or used to anyway. It still exists. Um, but yeah, a lot of the recent stuff's been very interesting. It, Warframe's one of those games where I like, I'll take a break for six or eight months, and then I come back and I play it for like four or six months. Um, it's just so well put together as far as the game goes. I just wish there was more narrative content for me to play through. I, I I'm not a huge fan of grinding. Mm. Um. How much of the narrative have you done? Because I know I'm all working through like 25 quests at the moment. All, all of it. I've done oh all my. of the narrative at the. I've done all of the the story beats at the moment. Mm. I'm doing. I'm basically doing end game content at this <sighs> stage. Um, single player games. I can tell you, I'm excited for MechWarrior Five. Like, I'm super excited. Hopefully, they'll get it right. Hey, Doodle. Huh? You're you're joining my mercenary company, right? Uh for what? For MWO? For MechWarrior 5. I'm just gonna throw you in like a locust and say good luck. Oh, don't you dare. I'm a medium mech pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my Phoenix Hawk, damn it. Curian, deal with it. <laughs> Actually this is Centurion's a good mech. Sorry, I was going to say, the Centurion would be a good second choice for me. 
What would be your most recent favorite boss fight from a video game? Um, I just did the Profit Taker Orb in Warframe. Uh, and you want to talk about... There's very few... Uh, very, very few boss battles that I have played where I've gone like, huh, I think I need to play back through this and see exactly what's, how it's going. Um, and that was that's actually one of the ones, I think it's been the first in many, many years. The other one that I, I really enjoyed was uh, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. That's probably one of my all-time favorites, too. Oh, yeah. So um, I've had my Sega Genesis plugged in recently just because I wanted stuff that I didn't have to stream. Uh, so people think Dark Souls is hard. <laughs> go play that. Go play that last level of Sonic Two and come back and talk to me. Right. right? You get like, like 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 they're like Dark Souls is so hard. I'm like you get more than one hit in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next question that we have. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. Press F to pay respect. Skeletor will always be in my heart, even if he's no longer alive. Exactly. Press F to pay respects. Hey, uh, apparently there's a new Masters of the Universe movie in works, too. So maybe we'll actually get a... And <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Skeletor is now dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, we'll see. They could, do, they could do it right. Skeletor died? Did he have bonitis? Wow. But speaking of bonitis, I'm actually going to cut in real quick on Sunbro's questions here because we got a question from Twitter that is warm and soft in my heart. Okay. This question comes from the Brony Chef. Oh. He may not remember me, but him and I have actually shared tequila shots together with DJ Tetsuo. It was a really wonderful little exchange. Um, he love, has I a question. Him. He's a great, great guy. I've yet to try his cooking. Uh, come to BabsCon. Buy, buy one of his meal packages. You know, I think I just might be at BabsCon this year. <laughs> so, um, but, he, but uh, he has a question for us. Pony okay. or nay? Pony. Every time. I mean, I guess I better pony up. Whoa. Ooh. All right. Uh, I've been silver quill all day, okay? And Pirate Dash is apparently not allowed to do puns all weekend, courtesy of Charlie, so we have to pun for Pirate Dash. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Poor Pirate Dash. Now then, uh, number four from Sunbro for Life. You are in Small Horse Hamlet. What business do you start? Uh, I pretty much only have one really good business for a Small Horse Hamlet, and that is brewing and bartending so probably some kind of bar cafe thing man no one ever wants to be a pharmacist in i mean i, I mean i don't have the skills to be a pharmacist <laughs> i mean if, if if all bets are off off not pharmacist but is pharmacist available 
A pharmacist has to exist in, a, in Ponyville, or either that, or maybe Zakora is their go-to pony for whatever, whatever their medical needs are. Well, they have is a hospital. Zakora's voice actress is here. Do you want me to go ask? What? If Zakora's a pharmacist? If Zakora is their go-to pharmacist. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, and ask her if she wants to be on the broadcast sometime. Uh, okay. Do it! Yes! Holy shit, this is... Okay. Yeah. My stupid questions led somewhere, you guys. They, they do occasionally go places. Okay, Enigma, everybody eventually hits something. I mean, a, a, a bad clock is still right tw twice a day. You have That's been invalidated. Not if you're using military time. I'm happy. Now then. <sighs> okay. Um, number five. Do you even praise, bro? Always. I mean, we call it the sun butt for a reason, right? Yep, praise yeah. the sun butt. All hail sun butt. All well, hail makes sun bro so fucking mad. <laughs> now we're going to questions from Alex underscore. Number one, did you do it? Yeah, yes. Wait, I hit, the, I, I hit the body and all the evidence. You can't prove it. Just admitted it though. Live to a studio audience, even. We have well, you want this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hide a body? It doesn't have to be in one piece. I've got a hacksaw. Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I would laugh more, except that both both Fee and I have a list. Oh none shit! Of, none of them would be missed. Number I've two, did I do it? You helped. Oh shit! You know, actually, I'm that supportive of a friend. I would believe my. I would believe that. No, 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 no! You didn't just help. We made the suggestion, and you came back with the plan. Right? Actually, that's what, that's yeah. normally me, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, that was that was too real. I'm just sitting here like, I wouldn't kill someone for Fiora. Oh well, actually, well. <laughs> I, I'd actually let her do it. Yeah, I mean, number number three. What's the secret to success? Uh, luck. And and occasionally work. Only occasionally. Having a head harder than a steel beam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and ignorance actually being not knowing you should fail uh, actually will allow you to succeed more times than not. <laughs> or you could just have a donkey. Donkey. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to Lone Trooper for the next set of questions. Number one, what is your favorite heartwarming experience you've had while running a convention? Okay. Uh, I have one that's actually topical because the person responsible for it's in this chat. Um, 
in in 2016 uh when we first did uh convention theatrics or convention theme as a as a thing and had a story um i recruited this relative unknown who knew nothing about the fandom to um come on board and play our villain and didn't know much about her at the time uh she was recommended to me by one of my staff she came on board she flew out to the con and she and i talked an awful lot leading up to the con about how i never really have time to go into the vendors hall i never really have time to go to panels i never really have time as a convention executive i never really have time to go and enjoy the cons i typically work at i'm I'm always working at them and a lot of times when i go and attend a con i'm usually going to represent my own con so i don't really get to have as much fun at conventions as attendees go and i kind of miss that i admitted i missed that so <clears throat> i'm doing a thing for children's programming with a group called my little jedi and uh i i'm at the time was in enough good enough physical condition to be uh jedi rainbow dash and uh in comes fee into the children's programming area with two people two people behind her and they're carrying this these these box lids just piled high with merch from the vendors hall um and they they called me out they said where's where's jedi where's jedi dash uh also known as diamond dia doodle and they basically this whole formal presentation um they'd gone into the vendors hall and had explained the the amount of time and effort i put into the con and the fact that i don't get to really enjoy the con to a lot of the vendors and apparently the vendors as a whole donated stuff to help make my con a brighter con and they caught it was just they caught me so off guard because i was not expecting it um and and brought this pile of loot as a thank you uh and uh, i still get a little little there's a little liquid pride there when i think about it um because it was like you know i put in all this work and i don't ask for much when i put in the work but in this case like someone you know noticed that and brought it forward so thank you fee for blindsiding me when i was trying to be like all tough and rainbow dash that first year that you were part of the con look all i know is by the end of it you look like the girl from miracle on 34th street when she found out santa was real well san you know I was just I just didn't expect it. I go into these things I don't expect it and it was a it was a personal moment for me. So, thank you. Fee, your turn. I, I, I okay, um uh bloody hell. Well, I I I can I can prompt you on one. Someone proposed on stage. Oh me? Yeah, you. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty heartwarming. So, so I proposed on stage at BabsCon last year, and I called Spitfire up on stage, and I tried to be as nonchalant and make her as unnervous about everything I was doing in front of her as possible. 
However, the only thing she could do as an answer was instead of verbally say anything or nod her head or anything at all, is just turn her head away and just give a thumbs up. <laughs> I remember that. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, okay, this is the person I'm marrying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was that was pretty high up there on the worth it scale. That that was worth that was totally worth it. <laughs> taking you taking you shopping for rings was kind of fun too. And now you're actually getting married at, at this coming BabsCon, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. BabsCon's BabsCon's first ever wedding, uh, nine thirty a.m. on Saturday before opening ceremonies. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, awesome. The, the schedules squeeze so tight together. I don't even get to change out of the costume. I'm just gonna get married as Queen Quake. Yeah, you pretty much have to. I mean, at least it's a nice dress. It is. We shopping for that dress was a lot of fun. I I actually tracked that one down. So that's from my my tenure. It's gone through some changes since I picked it up, but yeah. Nice, nice. Well, then uh, the next question, number two. What advice would you give people who want to start up an ambitious project or goal, such as founding a convention or a successful YouTube channel? Well, I can't speak to the YouTube channel. That's more of a fee question, but I can I can talk about founding a business and founding a convention. Um, the first thing you want to do is make sure you're insulated from the risk that you're taking, because uh, if it goes south and you don't have some insulation, like making a, a company registered as a limited liability company, um, you can be royally screwed. That's the first. That's like one of the absolute first legal things that you definitely need to do. Uh, once you've done that, then you want to always plan conservatively, and you want to underpromise and overdeliver every time. Doesn't matter what you're doing, because if you overpromise and then can't deliver, you'll look really bad. That's true. Uh, and be realistic. Don't 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 shoot to be. For example, if you're starting a convention, don't shoot to be Anthrocon or BronyCon. Or 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 uh, Anime Expo out of the gate. Start modest, plan small. Um, if you do well with the small stuff, you'll slowly grow. Um, um, my advice is uh, the first thing to do is uh, expect to fail. Like your first, I hate to say this, your your, your first ten projects are they're not going to be very good. You're not gonna know what you're doing. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna like think you did something awesome, and then you're gonna look at somebody else else's work, and you're gonna like cry and think you're a total failure. You're not a total failure. The other person's work, either they have professional training or they've been doing it for long enough that they know what they're doing at this point. So, um, ask people who you know or or can like talk to easily that do the project that have done something similar to the project you're doing for help. Like, that's the biggest thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Even if you have to pay for some of it, just make sure you get some assistance because I have made so many fuck-ups. Yes, you have. But you keep <laughs> moving forward. That That's probably the biggest key, is that no matter what happens, keep going. Well, there's a great line from a pretty good film um and it's you know it's a sylvester stallone film so it's you know it's uneven as his films are um 
life isn't about winning. It's about taking a hit and, and keep moving forward. And, and, you know, that's how you win. That's how you succeed is by taking a, a bad situation and dealing with it. You don't win by winning. You win by dealing with the difficulties that arise. And that's true in, in everything, be it a convention or running a YouTube channel or creating a business or um, I was trying to give somebody advice. They were complaining about how they have a video game developer's degree and how they couldn't get a job. Well, you can't get a, if you can't get a job as a video game developer, as a programmer, do your own thing. Like, if you can't break into the industry, show the industry what you can do. That's what Minty did for many years. Minty did animations not related to, to necessarily his education or the work he was doing, but he did it to show what he could do. And then now he works in the industry, um, I think. I don't know what his current employment situation was. He was working in the industry. Um, but there's a lot of folks that have done fan stuff on YouTube that now work in the industry. Oh, yeah. Um, and and that's not just animation. Like I know fight choreographers that do movie choreography who started off with me. Uh, well, I shouldn't say started off with me, but started off at the level I started off at, working with a fan group doing you know uh, choreography recreations for stage performances. Um, I know someone who I grew up with, actually. Um, like I grew up with uh, a gal in elementary school who is now who now represents and works for um a group that funds movies and so she goes she she goes and talks with the stars and directors and actors and producers about putting together movies funding for movies um and that's that's legion m by the way, if anyone's curious who that I'm talking about. So, but she had all she had a ton of difficulties growing up and getting to that point, and everyone does, I think. So it's just about moving forward and and taking what you learn and making it better, or taking what you do and learning from the mistakes you make, and learning from other people's mistakes. Anyway, oh, totally fair. Totally, totally fair. Did you have anything else to add, Joe? Not off the top of my head. Well, fair enough, fair enough. All right, to number three. What are your predictions on the upcoming Generation 5 for My Little Pony? How do you believe the main six will change as characters? I have zero. I'm putting nothing, I'm putting zero effort into figuring anything out at this point until I see it. I'm kind of with fee on that, actually. Um, I don't, I think Gen 5, I don't almost even want to call it Gen Five. I, I just want to call it, you know, the 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 next new My Little Pony franchise. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you have Star Trek, right? And each iteration, especially of the recent series, each one is completely different than the previous one. Um, DS Nine was different than Next Gen. Voyager was different than DS Nine and Next Gen. Um, uh, Enterprise was even more different, but it could have used better writing. Discovery, the first season of Discovery is radically different. And you can have these new generations, these new series, and have it be completely different. And that's okay, as long as it's well-written and, and you know compellingly animated and, and the storytelling is good. And 
But again, I, I'm not putting a whole lot into thinking what it's going to be like. I want to see it first. I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of it's going to be X or it's going to be Y. We don't know. We just don't know. Totally, totally fair. So, number four then, for just Sofiana, what is the hardest part about running and maintaining a working convention? And what was the most important thing you learned about running a convention? Um, so, I've staffed. I staffed other conventions before running BabsCon or being involved in the running of BabsCon. And um, there's a couple of things I've learned. Don't don't put off something. If you if you want something done and you don't have the staff, it either falls on you or it's not going to happen. Um, and don't don't put it off. If you have something you want to do, don't put off. You know, don't wait six months. If you've got a, a ten month cycle between cons, don't wait six months and then start working on it. Start putting down the groundwork for it right away. Uh, planning ahead. I've learned a lot about planning ahead, about how not to to plan ahead. Um, don't... Uh, the folks who look good on paper, this is something I still find out to this day. I'll, I'll run across somebody whose resume looks absolutely amazing. They've worked for multiple conventions in, in executive positions, and they look really good on paper. Like, the resume looks good, and the, the references more or less check out. And then you hire them, and they don't work. I've got a story about that. I have lots oh. of stories about that. <laughs> uh, uh. So, um, I mean that that whole that whole thing. And then there's there's fiscal responsibility and understanding that you can always if you're if you're in a spot of trouble financially. Reasonable people can always work something out. So talking to your creditors or to your attendees or being open with them is is really unbelievably critical. Uh, because for a long time, BabsCon wasn't very open with our attendees about things going on uh, behind the scenes. So, um, and that has hurt our that has hurt our our public perception in some cases. But I mean that's true of other. I've seen it happen with other conventions. Um, don't alienate your attendees. There's a local convention here that's dying because it alienated its attendees. They went on to found two other. The attendees went on to found two other conventions that are now massive, as a result. Um, there's just so many lessons. So many lessons. And every day is a new one, really. All right. Um, then the next question, I, I kind of want to, well, no, we're not. Uh, actually, we don't have time for that. So we'll go to number five. Uh, Fiora, what got you into creating science videos about NLP, and which video are you most proud of creating? Um, the person over there that's pink, that has red hair and a broken horn, yeah, blame her. All yeah, it's it. my fault. It is my fault. Including the four extra graduate level classes I ended up attending as still having my professor pass to attend said classes to do additional research. Yeah, all of it's her fault. Second, video I'm most proud of creating, none of them. I Every time I watch my own videos, I see all the fa faults. I see 
things I should have improved on. I see things I should have done better. I literally do not like any of my videos. I kind of understand that. Like, I do them and get them done, and I enjoy the process of creating them and enjoy the process of making them, but as soon as I go to watch my own work, I'm like, there's so many things here that I should fix, and I can't because there's no way to upload a replacement video. You just have to deal with the one you have, and so I honestly, I hate watching my own videos now because every time it, it turns into a note-taking session for me to figure out what I should fix next time. All right, number six, let's get personal. Let's get deep. Um, where would you two like to see yourselves in the next three to five years, both personally and professionally? You want to start this one, Fee? Okay, I got this. Very simple. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to post a picture. I'm awaiting the picture too. While she's doing the picture, um, I have I have a couple of standing offers already. I'm not even out of college that have, and these offers have nothing to do with my degree. Um, I have a, a standing kind of unofficial agreement to potentially do the paperwork and business side of running a bar and grill type place for a couple of Babscon staffers who have been thinking about doing said thing for years. I have a standing offer from one of my uh, executives to uh, be a co-owner and bartender at a bar she plans to open in Ireland. Um, and I, I, and I've, I've piled, uh, tossed around the idea of doing work for, uh, with, with Stefan Winter, who's a, a vendor. Um, and so far as doing room parties on kind of on a commission kind of thing. And uh, of course, I've talked with the Brony Chef extensively about uh, providing wines and meads for his various uh, projects that he's working on. So I, I kind of see myself continuing along that same vein, um, uh, basically brewing and bartending. And, and uh, I really do need to sit down and get my California bartender's license. Uh, so yeah, I see myself doing more of that and and less of of the the international business stuff, which is what my degree's ostensibly about. Um, so uh, now it's time to to hit the emotional roller coaster, and I've only got like about mm, fourteen minutes before I have to go run a panel. Um, so in general chat right now, there's a picture from this morning. Oh shit. I opened it right up to an ice cream cake. Oh, here we go. All the. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for general chat oh, to get caught up. Congratulations! The book. So I, I have to say this. A lot of people have been wondering why I've been so tired and what's actually been going on since Thanksgiving. It took three and a half months to get a legal writ, this being a writ of parody. So that is legally not a fan fiction, that is legally a parody. That's not and easy, I, congratulations. And then I had to wait 30 days to see if Hasbro would jump up and actually throw down a lawsuit. 
And on day 33, they were past their 30-day mark. They said, would you please put this disclaimer into the book? And I handed it to my lawyer and had him translate it to, to read like the other disclaimers. And I have been going, I was going to young authors conferences from age 11 until 19 and could not get anything published. I have two completely original novels handwritten in my closet, one of which exceeds 800 handwritten pages that will probably never see the light of day. So this morning, those boxes were pulled in front of my table five minutes before the vendor hall opened, and it took all five minutes for someone to get me to stop crying. Congratulations. You, you, welcome to the club of being a published author. That book, um, it, that book also between legal fees, publication fees, and court costs has run me $9,800 to get the first 100 copies. That's, not, that's a serious chunk of change. So, so that has been... That has been my life since Thanksgiving, mostly. Like, that's why I've only been putting out one YouTube video a week. That's why, like, I always seem tired and why I disappear on Monday and Wednesday is because I was going down to the courthouse to sit in front of three lawyers and a judge, all of whom I had to pay to proceed to be berated with questions as to why they should approve this as a parody because I had to pay for, we were still editing this stupid thing. We were still editing this. So it wasn't even the final version. I had to pay for printed proofs with additional not for resale stamps on the front covers and inside of them that are, I never don't even get to keep. They go in a fucking courtroom archive house That'll, and they'll, those printed proofs will never see the light of day ever again. They're now government property in order to get a notarized writ of parody. Yeah, well, welcome to the, the horror that is publishing uh, parody. So it's this is done. Why, yep. It's 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 a physical like I was I was panicking and, and going absolutely nuts because I wasn't sure they were going to be here. Charlie and Winnie City six weeks ago said they would be. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to have the right to publish till next week. Crap. Um, but yeah, uh, somebody had to drive to Aiken, Ohio to the publishing house and actually physically pick them up and drive back to Chicago yesterday to get them here. Um, so yeah, I... I broke down crying this morning because those are those are physically a thing now. And next Friday they next Friday they they go on Amazon's website and Barnes and Noble's website, and then I do my first book signing uh, the week after BabsCon. That's really awesome. Is this is this the same book that has my name in it? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, no. I, I'm, oh. involved, I'm involved in this. Enigma's, <laughs> Enigma's name's in it under the editors. Um, Ravage's name is in it under the under the artists. Um, 
Ravage, I owe you 40, I owe you, uh, hold on, hold on, let's figure it. Awesome. <laughs> we may, maybe do business deals afterwards. Yeah. you have a question? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, we only got twenty minutes left. I'm no, happy no, to go no, into no, OT. No, 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 no. I've got, I've, I've got nine minutes, and I have to go run a panel. You guys are free to keep going. Um, exactly. Ravage, so let's get through as many questions Ravage, as we can. I, I, I just had to go look this up real quick. Um, I have sold fifty-seven copies of the one hundred so far. Jesus. Nice. Now there. There you go. <laughs> uh. Number seven, what has been the happiest moment of your life? Please include all the touching moments. That sounds lewd. Okay, I spent eight minutes, not eight years. Right? Right, <laughs> this, right? right on this doll where the moment touched you. Um, I'd have to say that, that when me and my boyfriend became a couple, it was probably one of the happiest moments in my life. Because I'd known him for like two or three years before we started dating. And it was always one of these things of, this is a fling. This isn't going anywhere. It's not going to last. And now here it is like eight and a half or nine years later. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, that's it's been a, a happy, wild ride. And uh, I could go, I, I could talk a lot more about that. But we only have like eight minutes, so. I get a happy moment every day because my girlfriend keeps jumping up and down that her boobs are growing. Yeah, you know that's that's and and then she goes on these whole self-critical things on 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 Facebook, and I have to be like, stop that. She got her first lace bra today and just sent it to me, and I'm like, damn it, mm -hmm. I'm in a skirt. This isn't fair, right? Next more question time. Sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> so much dead air. Number eight. Out of everything you've created, including characters, animations, artwork, conventions, which artistic creation would you like to be remembered for for the next hundred years? Uh, honestly, Babscon having an impact on the number of people that that Babscon has had an impact on. I would love it if it was remembered in a hundred years. Um, I don't even need my name mentioned in it. I, I, I in whatever entry shows up. I just really would like to to know that I've have a, have had a lasting impact that has lasted that long. So in a thousand years, when we've had the nuclear war and we're having the post apocalypse and everything, I want somebody to find a copy of that book and then proceed to try to think it's a Bible. <laughs> that would be funny. I would pay so to see that. So before the bombs, we were horses. But we don't talk about religion here anyway. All right. Number nine. Uh, this is going to be the last one we take from Lone Trooper, just so that way we can get through all the questions. Um, so, uh, Sofiana and Fiora, how does this make you feel? You two are the most important, most talented, most interesting, and extraordinary people in the universe, and both of you are capable of amazing things. Well, duh. I'm awesome as I want to be. Okay, Rainbow Dash. Get out. <laughs> uh, uh, my ego doesn't need any more inflating. Please come deflate it with, like, tell me why I'm a terrible human being, please. Oh, I don't do that. I just, like, make – I just point out all the things you flub on. If your ego is erect for more than four hours, please consult your therapist. <laughs> well, my therapist is a very rich woman. <laughs> 
RK Striker JK5 is up next. Number one, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Ooh, that's a tough one for me. Uh, I'd have to say either Firefly, because it, uh, it had so much potential and it was cut short. Yes. Or, um, God, what's on now? The Expanse would probably be my other series that I'm currently a huge fan of. So, so off the air would be Futurama. Um, still ongoing would be Rick and Morty. Okay, fair points. Uh, number two, have you done any fan works for a non-MLP franchise? Uh, I think the answer for both of us is yes, but I'll let Fee expand more on her involvement in other fandom. I used to do lightsaber fight choreography for indirectly for Lucas uh, LFL Lucas fan licensing. So yes. Warhammer 40k Gundam Ruby. There's a list. It's long. I didn't know you did Gundam stuff. I've done a couple things. The the first thing I did for that involved Gundams was um can we really build mecha or are we just snorting beam sabers? Oh, okay, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> um I've also like analyzed Char as a as 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 a as a character and, and, and physical concept that could a soldier be that perfect? Now then, let's go to Jammer. Number two, a very topical question. Uh, if Enigma is part of the BabsCon team, which he is, if you were given 33 drinks of your choice every week, would you give Enigma a place to stay at or near your home? I mean, you need a pretty good strong drink to be con staff anyway, so probably? Um, no. <laughs> I love that you just said that. Oh my god. <laughs> she, does, she doesn't want me shitting in her slippers. <laughs> what is with you and shitting with slippers today? It, 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 it's not that. It's that a woman must survive on more than alcohol. You shut your whore mouth. That is not true. <laughs> I mean, you can mix alcohol with the proper nutrient mix in it. Have you ever had a Bloody Mary? That That is pretty much breakfast. Oh, there you go. That's there's one example of that. Do a screwdriver for lunch. Yeah, you know, or uh, fruit smoothies that have vodka in them. There you go. Uh yeah. I'll, I'll just whip up one of the sangrias I had fee drink while she was on a stream. See you there, you can live on alcohol. And you can't forget my favorite drink, baked Alaska. Mmm, baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. Number three. <laughs> Would you hug Thing Pony? Would you kiss them goodnight? Tell them every little thing is going to be all right, and of course, stick the peanut in it. Do you know what Thing Pony is? There's a link to Thing Pony. I, I have gone and looked. I I certainly would probably hug Thing Pony and maybe kiss them goodnight. Uh, Very brave. I, I am. I I know no fear. Uh, and and fears are made to be faced. So. Uh, and yeah, probably tell them every little thing is going to be all right because ultimately, in the end, it it doesn't even matter. Um, One thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Wake me <laughs> up inside. <laughs> no. uh, uh, but uh, 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 go go ahead, T. 
I have subscriptions with Xenomorphs. You think I can touch Thing Pony? I mean, you could if, like, wanted to. I know. mean, it's not. It's not Billy. Uh, I get this reference. Where if I walk if I walk downstairs and Billy's downstairs, I'm just turning around and coming back to the hotel room and just being like, "Nope, done." Okay, so does that mean I need to hire somebody and get an alien bodysuit for Babs? Was that she, she's there? <laughs> Actually, you're wrong. I would. I'm not going to because the money can be spent better elsewhere. Uh, Fee has a thing with the xenomorphs uh, uh, against the thing, the xenomorphs from Alien. Billy oh. was Billy was the alien that chased her in when she was playing Alien Isolation. Oh so, man! So next year, are we going to have a con where in the story uh, Silverspan gets face hugged? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I'm not involved in that that part of the the con at the moment <laughs> but next year next next year very well could be ponies in space so you know but speaking of hugs and ponies in space i'm afraid it is i want to let you know it is 10 minutes to help fiora i know you do have a panel and we do not want you to be late or to do, but... so let's might fin- pee on mike again so let's finish this up um moving forward number four how good, cute, or acceptable would you rate chest floof, hoofsy fluffs, or ear tufts? And how about extra pompy manes? I mean, I find them cute. All of them. I mean, if 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 you want to have it, it's it's your go for it. Why not? All right. Uh, the next question, uh, number five, has the disappointment kicked in yet? Uh, I am disappointed in humanity in broad strokes many days of the life. So I'm not really sure what they're uh, asking disappointment about. Uh, but yes, I'll say yes. Um, I'll let you know when the disappointment hits. All right. Now, the final set of questions are from my man. Number one. If you had to pick one pony to be your angel and another pony to be your devil, which two would they be? And multiple pinkies don't count. Uh, Twilight and Rainbow Dash. I can see that. Um, if I had to pick one for each, uh, Rarity and Pinkie Pie, and I'll let you figure out which one's which. Oh. 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 Number two. Where do you think you would be right now, Fiora, if you turned down playing Queen Craig? Uh, um, you know, I imagine there's a reality where I did that uh, because I seriously had moments up until I got on the airplane, I was reconsidering doing it over and over again. And, like, I honestly think that I would not be nearly as happy. I might have more subscribers and have more fans and, you know, not have to deal with people hating pony stuff, but I honestly don't think I would be as happy. Very fair. Uh, Number three, uh, what do you like about this fandom? And if you had the ability to change something, what would you change? 
Uh, I like the fact that the fandom is is can unite very very strongly to support really good causes. Uh, and what I would think would change is there's a certain level of toxicity that has become more and more evident. I would like it to go away, please. Yes, thank you. Well said. Pete? Um, I like the fact that when I go to conventions at anime and Comic-Cons, I leave and I'm just tired and want to go home. When I go to conventions at Pony-Cons, I cry because I, want to, I miss all the people who, um, who are there. So true. So true. Uh, the next question is, where do you think the fandom is going to go in the next few years, given our uncertain nature of the next season and uh, the next generation? You want to take this one first, Fee? I think fan content is going to get so important, you're going to start seeing community guests labeled as guests of honor. I mean, I think it's already happened at one or two conventions. Um, I agree with Fee. I think fan content is, is it's always been important. Um, but if you look through my, you know, folder of pony artwork, you'll find that I don't have a lot of stuff from the show itself. I have a lot of fan art. And I think that's trend is going to continue. I think we're going to see, ideally, I would like to see more content because here's the thing is you've got all these people talking about how they want the, how the fandom's going to end how they're not interested in the fandom anymore. Well, you're only done with the fandom if you walk away from it and you don't create and you don't add to it. And um, <clears throat> to paraphrase a line that got me hired uh, working staff at another convention many, 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 many years ago, um, uh, don't, don't ask what your fandom does for you or can do for you. Ask what you can do to help your fandom or promote your fandom. It's very, very true. Um, and then last but not least, the final question that we have. Um, if each pony was a different drink, what kind of drink would each of them be? Okay, that's kind of a loaded question for, for the two bartenders here. Um, <laughs> I know, that's why I'm so excited. Uh, so... Rainbow Dash is basically a higher octane adios motherfucker, um, an ADFM. Uh, Twilight is kind of a, a lower octane, almost like an alcoholic soda uh, that's got like a, maybe a little bit of lavender, a little bit of coconut flavor to it. It's actually you're pretty good. Fluttershy is kind of a margarita. Uh, I, I just I can't not see her as a margarita. Uh, rarity is gotta be a martini, like a maraschino luxardo or a, a not a Manhattan. Not a Manhattan, no, because she because she is not exclusive to Manhattan. Um, I see her as definitely a higher class kind of hoity-toity kind of you know martini or um, uh, champagne or maybe maybe a dessert wine. Uh, Applejack is definitely a whiskey or a bourbon. Like an old fashioned. A double old fashioned is a good a good one with a you know a little bit of cinnamon or whatever. And Pinkie Pie, and what kind of drink Pinkie it isn't Pinkie Pie, like le legit like she's. I mean, we use a cotton candy liqueur and make a a double old a kind of a, a higher octane cotton candy cocktail for her. 
when we're bartending. So, I mean, but she could really be almost anything because she's a party pony. I could see her drinking anything or being any kind of drink. What do you think, Fee? Is Fee still here? Fee may be on her way running, which makes sense. Yeah. It is about that time. It is that time. I did try to I did try to warn her if she needed to leave. Is I mean, she's still in chat, but that doesn't necessarily mean she can respond. But right. if that helps, we're also nearing the end of... That said, yeah. um, if, if there's any chances that um, uh, we didn't get to ask you the questions that we wanted to, Sofiana, um, is there a particular way that people can get in touch with you to ask questions? Or maybe some sort of event coming up that they can ask you? Why, yes! Uh... There's a convention in about two weeks. You may have heard of it, this little old thing on the West Coast called BabsCon. Uh, I will be there. I'm the con chair, and I'm always happy to answer questions. Uh, I can be reached. I can be emailed, I think, directly through the BabsCon website. I'm also on Twitter uh, as uh, a Cal Alice. I think I've been linked on your various posts. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm the only Sofiana, on face Sofiana Artinger on Facebook. Um, and I know normally we don't do last names, but like I said, I'm kind of a semi-public person, so I don't, I'm not really. All right. All right. Is that something that you're willing to have shared in the sure. video? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Hey guys. So before I go, um, yes. we're live in my panel room doing sound tests. Yes. Have anything you want to tell these people here? Uh, anything we want to tell them? Um, butts, butts and stuff. Come out to BabsCon. Yes, also cool Babstron. We, we have cool stuff. That's useful, not butts. <laughs> I mean, there'll be butts there, but... And butts are useful. Anyway, what are we doing? Fjord gives free high fives. Thanks for having me, Burkast. No, Bye, no fee. problem. See you, Fee. See you, Fee. Thank you for being here. Priest, do definitely. Thank you very much, Sofiana, for coming on and asking our questions. We're so excited to see you in a few weeks, and... It Babscon's always just such a wonderful time. Oh, we do our best. Um, we got a little bit of a late start this year, but uh, it's been good. I think everything's coming together rather nicely. Uh, we have the a couple of things that we've never done before at Babscon. Uh, every year we try and do something new. This year we managed to uh, uh, using a, a little bit of a gray spot in the uh, hotel contract. We managed to to secure and, and do a. Uh, a thing for the Brody Chef, where we have those those wonderful show-inspired uh, meals that are, that he's put together. Uh, we have Tabitha is doing a, kind of an acting workshop. That's kind of unusual. We haven't had her do an acting workshop before. Um, we even got the the most requested plush that Babscon has ever had requested, which was Little Bonita. We actually have some. We have Little Bonita plushies complete with wheelchair at uh this year's con so i mean a lot of a lot of unusual stuff so super excited that's really awesome but until to get more of this type of content and questions you guys will just have to check us out at BabsCon in two weeks where we have all sorts of our own events more information coming on on that soon but until next week this has been a non-pencil toot toot motherfucker enigmatic otaku Present slippers here and I shall shit in them. Get in the queue. Milk. Enigma, don't shit in the slippers, damn it. Ravage. What?
our wonderful guest, Sofiana. Uh, I don't have any slippers. Fiora, who is now dead and giving a wonderful panel at Windy City PonyCon. And I'm a story that Pencil just released. See you next week!